Well, welcome, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Bishop and the Moose. I'm Kirk Moose with Moose Ministries, Inc., and this with me is Barry Klingen from Trophy Lakes Church in Trophy Clubs, Texas. <laughs> Guys, we are so excited to be with you today, and today we're going to be talking about the political spirit and how do you defeat it. But really, we probably need to kind of define what exactly is the political spirit. You know, Kirk, I think that's important to talk about, uh, obviously, first. What do we mean by a political spirit or a political mindset? Uh, when we when we observe people and activity uh, in the Bible and in the world today, you start seeing certain ways people respond to situations, and it becomes the same response in any number of different situations. And you begin to question, why is that? And what, what is behind that? What's causing that? And, uh, boy, one of the things that we really see is a, is a, uh, you know, a, a, a mindset that's a political mindset. And we call it that because we get it, we start looking at how people operate around that and seeing how and what it does. And, you know, anytime in Christianity, there is the truth. And then there's always these that want to take it and corrupt it. And the enemy uses that to, you know, kind of pull things down. And when we talk about a political spirit, we're talking about a spirit that operates much like what pol- politics, you know, where you would operate in politics in the world. Now, the word politics is a very amoral word. It's not good or bad. You have to get into the situation to see is that a good politics or is that bad politics. I think you know, one thing that. we have to also define is, you know, when we say a political spirit, it doesn't mean an evil spirit either. No. I mean, it could be demonic influence, but it could also just be that you're acting a certain way consistently, almost religiously, always having to be very political and yes. agenda-minded. I think that's very good what you said because there are places in the Bible where it identifies something as a spirit specifically, and a spirit is a living being. Uh, you know that that is that is when we know then we're dealing with either demonic or holy spirit. You know, one or the other uh, in that situation. With this one, that's why I kind of say a political mindset because when you bring a political mindset to the kingdom of God, you you, you butt heads. It doesn't right. work the same. And really, basically, what it comes down to is this: it's always someone who is in that political spirit. They're they're thriving on division, and they're always wanting. Uh, to get people on their side and demonize the other side. I mean, that's really what happens. And that's what happens so many times in politics in the world uh, is that, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, you're bad, you're evil, I'm good. And what they constantly want to operate in that. Now, obviously, that is totally opposite of what the kingdom is all about. So when you begin to do that, one, one of the great pictures of, of political you know, is to look at uh, Pontius Pilate in the Bible. We all know right. him and who he was, and and he was the Roman political official. And he was so afraid that his his powers that be that were over him were going to be offended. We're going to be uh, we're going to be upset because he hasn't kept the peace there and all. So he's constantly trying to play both sides. And then he actually gets to that point where he washes his hands, and that is a a, a prime example of some. They want to distance themselves from something. So you know, you're looking at you know, dividing people. You know, when you when you look at this in a in a in a worldly sense, you know, you gotta realize that in our country, in the United States of America, that there are millions and millions, I might even want to say billions of dollars that flow because of the division of politics. And therefore I have to keep this division and I have to demonize them and they have to demonize me. Therefore we have an 
complete enterprise system of uh, consultants and uh, you know people who go dig up bad dirt on some on their opponents and all of it. You got a whole industry and a big industry at that that comes up. But when it comes into the king, when it comes into the church, mm-hmm. then you you get issues that people want to say, well, we're going to bring this in, in the same way. You're wrong. I'm right. And you know it, we can do that over theological issues. We can do it all over over many kinds of things. It could even be that there's a businessman that makes millions a year and says, Pastor. If you don't do such and such in the church, I'm not going to give X, Y, Z amount this year. And that's a political mindset because you're saying, I can control the situation through my finance and the power that I have through my resources. And that's not kingdom. The kingdom of God actually is saying, I will give up even if I lose everything. I will serve even if I get no recognition. But the political mindset says, I want recognition. I want my way. I want my power to be exerted to where my control is in the midst of this thing. That's exactly exactly what we're talking about here. And it, and really, when it comes down to an individual, why why on an individual level, why does that happen? Because if I can make you look bad, I will look good. I'll make go. I'll make myself appear right before others if I can do that. And I think that's what it thrives upon. Uh, in, in, in ultimately when it comes into the church. And one of the things, and, and when, when we, and we always find us in, in the United States of America, we're always in a political season and there's always something going on in the, in the nation. And, and it's not a matter, we're not talking about bringing politics into the church. This isn't just a matter of who is going to be voted for and all of that. We're talking about some mindset that operates on any number of levels. I, I, I thought about this. I would love to tell you this, uh, story right quick. I was in a church that I pastored right out of seminary and there was a group of men that were running. This was so long ago that I can tell this, <laughs> but there was a group of men that were kind of running the church and we built a new building. I was their first pastor and we did, you know, some things there, but there was a group of people there and they were always very political about decision making, even the leadership. And it was a group of deacons that ran the church. And I remember one time it came up in our deacons meeting that, that we needed to move the Sunday night service from five o'clock to six o'clock. And they, so they, they got divided immediately. So they, one group of the deacons said, yeah, we want to have it at five. And the other said, no, we need to move it to six. And they got in this big argument. They said, well, let's just take it to the church for a vote. I, I, I was a young pastor, but I went, oh, wait a minute, guys. We're supposed to lead the church to unity and you're wanting to bring division in the church and we need to pray about this. And you could tell when I started talking spiritual things, it was just totally like foreign to their idea. No, we need to just have a have a vote, a political vote, and find out what. I said, no, we need to lead the church to unity. The Holy Spirit's not divided. He has one idea for when we ought to meet. And uh, they wouldn't agree, but finally, because I was the pastor and they wanted to let me lead, they finally begrudgingly said, okay, we won't vote. But they kept arguing about it. Well, it wasn't even six months later. I got the opportunity to go to another church, and <laughs> I prayed about it for about two seconds. I was gone. And uh, But when I left, the day I announced my resignation, the, the very next week, I was gave them two weeks, but the very next week they got up and announced, we're going to have a vote on the fact, because they knew they didn't have to worry about me being there to stop them. And the Sunday after I was gone, they voted, and they voted right down the middle. One group won by about two votes. And the vote, the group that lost said, we'll get them next time and all this. Now, that's a pretty obvious uh way of looking at it there but we're not about division we're about unity that's right and we're not about one side or the other we're about being under god's side and being under the holy spirit's leadership and so a political spirit's the exact opposite it's trying to divide you know people and all of that well christ himself warned the church Mm -hmm. he said be 
Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he wasn't talking about just the religious nature. Yes. But people forget the Pharisees and the Sadducees, yes, they were religious, but they were very political in the way they did things. They had their religious idolatry and their mindsets that they were almost, I almost hate to say it this way, but they were almost narcissistic in the way that they would not listen to someone else's argument, but they would adamantly argue against. They would not reason with, but they would argue. Yes. And that's how the political spirit is. If you look even in the arena of the political world today, you know, and probably for the last 20 years, when people would start to talk about things, it would go from a conversation to a debate to an argument. Yes. Because yes. people have a hard time when they want to prove their point and then they're wrong, you know, or that they're being proven wrong. Even yeah. if they're not wrong, if they feel like they're being proven wrong, they get very defensive and almost angry over it. And that becomes very politically minded because now it's not about unity. Mm-hmm. Now it's not finding a common accord. Now it's not trying to find the truth. I'm trying to prove I'm right. Well, and see, that's why that's why the politics is an amoral word because there was a time in our country. I mean, we've always had you know it's a it's been a messy republic that we have, and and it's been divided in the world. We're not talking about the church here in the world. It's always been divided over issues and things like that. But there was a time when men of goodwill could have very good debates over that's issues, right. and then at the end of the day, walk out and still be friends. Today, I'm afraid we've lost civility in our country to the point that every little issue, you're the devil, I'm right, you're wrong, and I can never speak to you again because you're on that side, I'm on this side, and we don't have any of that civility. Now, now bring that same spirit that has evolved into to bad politics, bring that kind of spirit into the people of God, and they start trying to do the same thing, demonize their opponents in order that they may look good, divide people, and all of this is done so that that I may look right, I may appear righteous, I might appear I'm on the right side. Now, you mentioned something there, and I think it's good to bring this up for a few minutes because I believe you can see even some nuances of difference in these mindsets. They all kind of go together, but you can see a religious mindset as well. That The little difference about religious mindset, and I think it's worse, because a religious mindset demands judgment upon you when I think you're wrong so that I can look better because you're being judged and I didn't do what you did. And it demands that, that type of judgment. It demands that, that to take place. And I, I, you know, the woman caught in adultery, a perfect example of it. They, why did they, they bring this woman, throw her down at Jesus' feet and demand judgment? And ultimately, and down at the heart of the matter, what they're doing, they're not worried about the holiness of the law or anything. They're, they're more interested in that I'll look better because I didn't do what she did. And so therefore judge her. And uh, Jesus responded a little differently. <laughs> well, one of the perfect examples of what you just said, and I love the fact that you brought it up, is the fact that where was the man? Yeah. It takes two in the middle of that act, yes. and the law did not exempt the man. Yes. The law said that they both should be put to death, but they were demanding that the woman be put to death. So there was a political agenda at play trying to use a situation that they most likely even possibly yes. created themselves yes, exactly. to try to entrap Jesus, exactly. which was another political spirited thing because or mindset thing, because yes. you're trying to use a situation to entrap your opponent so that you can prove yourself more righteous you are than the others. And that's exactly what they did with the woman yes. that was called in adultery. Yes. They completely ignored the man. Yes. They brought her out, paraded her, 
without even letting her make herself decent and try to make her be executed before Jesus so that he would have blood on his hands and would lose following and lose the support of the people. Well, it actually backfired because Jesus had something called discernment. Yes. And he was able to get a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit because why do we know that it was that? Well, number one, he flowed in everything that was common unto man. Not only was he tempted with everything that was common to us, but he also flowed in the things that are common that we are able to flow in. So he had a word of knowledge and he was given a word of wisdom on how to deal with the situation. And so he handled it in a very Holy Spirit-led way to where it completely silenced the enemy. So what do we do with these yes. type of situations? Yeah, I want to say that what you said there is perfect. How did Jesus handle this issue? One of the things I always love about studying the passages in the Gospels where there's confrontations and things like this, they always tried to trip Jesus. They always tried to you know put him in court. You know, I, you always say not one extra bead of sweat appeared upon his forehead. That's right. They they never could do that because he was obviously the son of God. He's smarter than this. He's walking in this wisdom and he's demonstrating to us above a political spirit and a religious spirit or a religious political mindset is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God operates differently. And he showed the mercy there. And at the same time as she left, go and sin no more. But uh, he showed a kingdom mindset. And I think opposed to all of these mindsets, all of these issues, are is a good look at the kingdom of God. I've I've developed a uh, I actually you know studying this the years you always talk about the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? It's the rule of God wherever it may be. That's true, but I love this new definition that I've been using is just saying the kingdom of God is life as God intends it. That's right. And so if you just look all the time, did God intend for that woman to be thrown out in public and? You know, be and like I say whether even she was set up or not. But would, did did he intend that life to be that way for her to be shamed publicly? No, that's not what God intended. I mean, he didn't intend for the the sin to happen. He intended for the shame to happen. All of these things. So he brings a whole new perspective to the situation. And when we look at the world today and we see anything and everything, and we say that's not what God intended then we're looking at something in the world that's that's not the kingdom. And we as believers are called to pray a prayer that Jesus gave us, of which the key part of that prayer is kingdom come, will be done on Amen. earth as in heaven. So how do we bring the kingdom of God to these situations? And the way we do it is look at it and operate and act out of the way Jesus acted out in that particular situation and every other situation. Bring the kingdom to that where life is not as God intended it. Bring how God intends it. And when we do that to anything, I, I look at it in a big picture. I look at it in the world today and I see, uh, you know, I see this horrible thing of human trafficking and to see children even, and certainly uh, ladies that are trafficked. God never intended it to be that way. So what do we do? We bring our ministries to that, to see freedom and emancipation in that area and exposure in that area so that life can be as God intends. That's right. I always like to say, if you look at the world and you see something that's not the way it ought to be, then that's a ministry waiting to happen for you to bring the kingdom to that ministry. And maybe you're the answer uh, to the one doing that. And watching our Lord respond, he operated and it was his first word, repent for the kingdom of heavens at hand. We're bringing life as God intends it. To, to this world. And now we, as his followers, are doing that very same thing and uh, in, in his power. So we, we reject this political spirit. We reject the religious spirit. And in a political atmosphere, 
where it gets supercharged in the middle of a political election or whatever, that is a very important time for us to become aware of how people will try to operate in that, reject that, and don't allow us to bring the world's mindsets into the kingdom of God. We're doing, we're trying to do the very opposite. I, I made this statement, um, anytime we're in a big election, whether it's a local election or a presidential election, it doesn't matter. This statement is a very powerful statement, but you have to understand this. The devil doesn't care who you vote for as long as he can get you infected with this political mindset. Because if he can get everybody divided, demonizing each other, it doesn't matter who is the dog catcher, the mayor, the That's congressman, right. or the president, or whoever. It doesn't matter if he can get us all you know, in, operating in this. So it's very important that we reject that, especially in a, in a season where in the world it's kind of a heightened season of political activity because it's easy to see that be brought in. And, again, they bring it into the church. So if we don't vote for this candidate... You know, they're all evil that are not voting for that candidate, you know, whatever. And and you just brought that political spirit right into the church. It can happen in anything. Like I said, voting on whether you have church at five or six o'clock or anything, but it, it certainly in a political season can be brought in even about political candidates into the, you know, into the arena of the church. Well, there's a couple practical steps that people can take as well. I mean, number one, they can begin to pray for those that persecute them. Mm -hmm. They can Mm -hmm. pray for their enemies. Yes. They can love those who don't love them. Yes. Jesus told us that we would be known by the fruit that he's given us, and one of them being the key, being the love that we'll have for one another. And so we, number one, need to be praying for those around us. We need to pray for those that are against us and pray for the leaders that are around us as well. It doesn't matter if it's your you know, political leaders or even your pastor. Yes. You know, and a minister this, of the gospel that you look up to. You know, you need to pray for those leaders in your life so that you don't fall into a political mindset. What did Jesus do? Jesus regularly would withdraw to the Garden of Bethany mm-hmm. and spend time with the Father. Mm-hmm. He would get away from the disciples. He would get away from all the noise. Mm-hmm. And he would get alone with his, his Father, you know, which is interesting. Being the Son of God, he mm-hmm. needed to get alone with God. And that is, yeah, that's the answer. And the answer is very clear, you know, to, to bring that kingdom. And when you, when you operate in the world, it's just so easy to succumb to the temptations of writing, you know, getting in these that's arguments, right. of bringing these things in and getting mad because it's easy for us to have views about it, different issues and things. And it, it brings about it. And we always remember the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. So in that withdrawing to prayer, into that season of, coming back is a time to reorient yourself and get immersed in the spirit of God, which is the only way we can discern and operate and recognize these things, reject them, and then turn around and operate in the mind and spirit of Christ in the, in the world and, and present the kingdom of God to this world. That's it. Well, brother, I think this is a great place Good to stuff. put a bow on it. Good. Uh, you know, guys, we thank you so much for joining us today. We are very excited about some of the resources that we've prepared for you. We've got a lot of these programs, not only on Facebook, but we have them on YouTube now. So you can go to YouTube, search for Bishop and Moose channel. So if you put Bishop and Moose and then channel in the search bar, you'll find the Bishop and Moose uh, channel on YouTube. Go and hit subscribe and then hit the bell icon so that you'll be notified when we have a new show there. Also, we're going to be moving to a new plat- uh, a new time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to end up 
what we're going to do is we're going to be pre-recording our shows from this point forward and then doing it once a week. Yes. We know that during the season we were in, we, to twice a week was really encouraging. We had a lot of great feedback. But at this point, we know that it's time to kind of cut it down to once a week. We want to make sure that we're bringing you quality you know, topics to talk about. And we also we really want to hear what you have to say. So please, email Pastor Barry at bclingon at trophylakes.org or send me a message at mooseministriesinc.com. And then you can let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss or to address as well. We really would like to hear from you. If you need prayer, you can also yes. get in touch with one of us at either of those two spots and let us know about your prayer request there. Also, don't forget, we're also now on podcast. You can search for Bishop and Moose either in the iTunes podcast directory or in Google Play. And I think Stitcher as well. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thank you so much. God bless you. We'll God talk bless. to you soon. God bless.